to the Cross-Eyed Radio Program, sponsored by Joshua Revolution. Cross-Eyed is a radio talk show dedicated to proclaiming the message of the cross of Jesus Christ. We want to encourage you to open your Bibles with us as we study the life-changing revelation found within the scriptures in how to live the victorious Christian life. Now, let's go into the studio of Revolution Radio with your host, Pastor Mike Chory. Oh, welcome tonight to Cross-Eyed Radio. It's a great night here, and we are so delighted to have you a part of these broadcasts. Wherever you are tonight, wherever you're going to pick this up as a podcast, anywhere in the world tonight, we say welcome to Cross-Eyed Radio. We are all about teaching and preaching Jesus Christ crucified, buried, and risen from the dead. And tonight, people are calling in off of the last trump. And they are saying, I prayed with Pastor Mike, listening to the about the kingdom age. What a program we had out of Revelation chapter 20. And tonight they're going to be receiving uh, this book, The Last Trump. And I, I just want you to know, this book is about 300 pages. And it'll give you more on Bible prophecy. And it'll give you the foundation of Bible prophecy, maybe better than you have learned it in the past. And we're going to give that to anybody who prayed tonight to receive the Lord for the first time or to repent, come back to the Lord. And I got to tell you, people are calling in every week. Last week, we had a number of callers calling in for prayer, calling in to say they des- they dedicated their life to Christ. This broadcast, these two broadcasts, The Last Trump and Cross-Eyed Radio, it's making a difference. And I'll tell you why, because we're bringing the word of God to you without compromise. We're not going to change it. We're not going to water down. We're not making the Bible, you know, some book of purpose or prosperity or some personal gain. Those 66 books of the Bible are all about Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's a redemption plan, how to save your soul and how to deliver you from the bondage of sin. And we are so honored and so privileged to be able to bring this to you each and every week on WDCX Radio. Listen, if the broadcasts are being a blessing to you, write us, won't you? Let us know. And we are receiving more letters now than we've ever uh, received before. It's such a blessing to hear from the listener. And all you have to do, you can write us. I'll I'll just give you the address right now. You just write Cross-Eyed Radio, or you can address it to Joshua Revolution. And we're at P.O. Box 923, Grand Island, New York, 14072. That's P.O. Box 923, Grand Island, New York. And it's 142, what is it? 14270, I think it is. (laughs) All of a sudden, I got my 14072 I, I want, you know, sometimes my wife tells me I get the numbers confused, you know, like backwards and all that. I don't know what that is, but it's not good. One, four, zero, seven, two. I got it right. And I'm doing this all with nothing in front of me. So, you know, give me a little bit of a, you know, just pray for me if you would. But tonight here on Cross-Eyed Radio, as people are calling in to get the last Trump book, they've committed their life to Jesus. What we have in this second hour is going to be such a blessing to you. And I'm going to introduce our guests in just a few moments. But let me tell you about some things coming up. Joshua Revolution is hosting 
Two days with Jeremiah Castile and Caleb Castile. Jeremiah is coming to Buffalo and then going to Erie, Pennsylvania. He'll be here in Buffalo on Friday, March 15th. We're going to do the movie Woodlawn. His son, Caleb, played Tony Nathan in the film. And we're going to show the film. We're going to give the gospel message. You're going to get a chance to meet uh, the man who played Tony Nathan, Caleb, and his father, Jeremiah. It's going to be a tremendous time. We're going to be giving more details out next week on the location. But mark down the date for those of you in Buffalo, March 15th. And then March 16th, we're going to be in Erie, Pennsylvania. And there's going to be chaplain training for those that want to be sports chaplain on the public school campus. We're going to have a tremendous time. And then Sunday, uh, and that Sunday, March, I believe that's March 17th, Jeremiah Castile is going to be preaching at Cross River Tabernacle. Listen, if you've never been to Cross River Tabernacle and you're looking for a church and you want to um, come and visit us, our service times are 10 a.m. on Sunday morning. We have a 6.30 prayer meeting at Cross River and then the School of Joshua every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. We are teaching right now on the book of Ezekiel, and we're going to start bringing some of that teaching to the last trump in just a few weeks will be done with revelation and we're going to be moving to this great prophetic book the book of ezekiel but you can receive all that teaching and more at the school of joshua you can go online at facebook uh just type in cross river tabernacle on facebook and all our broadcasts are on that and you can be watching right from home but we would much rather Come to the church and meet us. We're located at 2920 Grand Island Boulevard, and we are a full gospel church. We believe Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus baptizes with the Holy Ghost, Jesus delivers, and Jesus is coming very soon. We believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. We do not believe in dominionism. (laughs) Things are not getting better. They are getting worse. 2 Timothy 3.13 said that they would. But Jesus is going to come, friend, and he is going to bring his kingdom when he comes the second time. So here tonight on Cross-Eyed Radio, I want to say this to each and every one of you. There is no message that can set the captive free but the message of the cross. Human psychology and, and the cross do not mix. If you, Tonight, if you have a problem in your life, an addiction, and somebody has told you you need to go to, uh, you know, a shrink or, you know, what we would call a psychologist, and they're going to put you on medicine or they're going to give you some, uh, you know, personal things you have to do. It doesn't mean some of those things won't give you some temporary help, I guess. I've never been to one. But I will tell you, they will not set you free from sin. There is only one solution. It's the cross of Calvary. It's the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus is more powerful, hear me tonight, than any demon or any devil. Or, and, and it's stronger than your sin nature. And by the way, your number one problem, my number one problem is not the devil. It's the sin nature. You say, The sin nature, I've never really heard about that. If you were to go to Romans chapter 6, and I would encourage you to do that, and you were to read that chapter, there is 16 times in the King James the word sin 
is used. And every time except one, that word sin is in the noun. The one exception is in the verb. What does that mean? When Paul was writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Romans chapter 6, and he used the word sin, he was not talking about things like lust or anger or jealousy. No, when he used the word sin in the noun, he was talking about the principle of sin, the sin nature. All of these things that we do that are against God's word would be what's considered sin in the verb, the action. But when sin is in the noun, it's talking about the, the sin nature that lives in each and every one of our lives. And so the, the way to see the sin nature dethroned, defused, put out of business, is you have to learn what does the Bible teach on how to defeat the sin nature. I'm talking now about the root of sin. See, if you can, if you can cut the tree down at the root, you're not going to have the bad fruit. But what we do in the church, we keep dealing with the fruit, the bad fruit, trying to cut it down. But guess what? It just comes back, doesn't it? You keep having that same sin come back. You might go for a couple weeks and you commit the sin again. You confess it, you repent it. A couple days later, it comes back. Why is that? Because you're working to try to keep the sin in the verb from happening. And friend, the Bible says that apart from Christ, we can do nothing. You're never going to defeat that sin in your life until you understand how sin is defeated. How is the sin nature put out of business? And it's one way. And it's through faith in what Jesus Christ did at Calvary. And tonight, that's the focus of this broadcast. That is Cross-Eyed Radio in a nutshell. That when Jesus gave up the ghost and he died on the cross, he died to pay the penalty for your sin to keep you and me out of hell. But he also died. His blood was shed to give you victory over the sin nature. And tonight here on Cross-Eyed Radio, I have a special guest that's going to help us to break that down tonight. Because I know sometimes, you know, you hear it from me week in, week out. And I don't want you to ever take it for granted. And this victory that Jesus won for you on the cross. Because this victory took everything heaven has it t- God gave the world his best, his one and only son. And Jesus came to this earth for two reasons, basically. One, to pay the penalty of sin so that you and I could go to heaven. And two, to break the bondage of the power of sin, to defeat that sin nature that's within us. And that my friend, when you learn it, when you understand it, and most importantly, when you believe in the message of the cross, you're going to start to experience the victory of it. And here tonight, I I have a special guest here on Cross-Eyed Radio. I've been to the mission field with her and her husband several times, and now going with her and our team 
not only last year uh, to the to the great country of Mexico, but it looks like we're going back. And I'm talking about uh, Doreen Burrett from It Is Finished Ministries. Doreen, welcome to Cross-Eyed Radio. Hey, Mike. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is a blessing to have you. And before we get in tonight to the message of the cross, and 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 really, I'm looking forward to sharing you and really having you share the the victory that that came to your husband, to you, and the ministry that you have and and had with your husband. But before we get into all that, I want to just say, Doreen, um, let everyone know just a little bit about It Is Finished Ministries and the work that's going on presently. Okay. Well, right now, since my husband is home with the Lord, and we used to go out and preach, but obviously we can't do that anymore. But God, in his foreknowledge, spoke to him and told him to write a book. We're actually on a bus in Mexico, and my husband turned to me and said, hey, God just spoke to me, told me to write a book, and told me to call it How to Live for God in Plain Language. And so in that book, the Lord preserved 28 of Dan's teachings, different things he'd teach around the world to churches and pastors and evangelism, because God knew he wasn't going to be here to do it anymore. And so one of our main thrusts is that we give that book out to ministers in 20 countries around the world, free of charge. And it's an awesome book. Dan had a gift for making things clear and concise, right to the point. He just told you what God said, and then he explained what it meant. And it was bottom line. He was a New York businessman, and that's how he did it. That was his gift and his calling and then his teachings we have them on radio our mother station in mexico covers parts of five states of mexico and then that goes out to 19 other stations in nine other countries and that's in spanish she's on also on tv in chile in spanish and anyway we have some pastors we support and God just, oh, we have a Bible Institute, too, that goes to places that don't have access, remote mountain villages and things where these pastors have never had opportunity to go to Bible college or even get material. Mm. And so we have a traveling Bible Institute that will go to their villages, spend a couple days, and just teach them the message of the cross, teach them fundamental doctrines, and they will move from place to place and then come back, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever. Later, they'll come back again and do it again. And so it's a blessing to these people. And I want to say God doesn't forget people. When there's a hungry, searching heart, he will move heaven and earth to get to them to answer their prayers and these people are blessed to be able to get this teaching and it's just it's it's just the the heart of god yes when we seek him with all our heart we'll find him sister doreen bird our, our guest tonight on cross-eyed radio from it is finished ministries and and tell everyone where you are stationed doreen where is it is finished ministries located 
Well, it's in Governor, New York, little town most people never heard of, a couple hours north of Syracuse. If you wanted to find out more, there's it is finished Facebook page and then www.itisfinished.us. So, and that's how if you if anybody wanted Dan's book, you can get it there. We give it free with a a donation that would cover the cost of our book and shipping and then extra to cover costs to give to a pastor in another country. So, amen. And and we were we were just uh so thrilled uh, myself and a few of, of our team from Joshua Revolution, we got to go with you, Sister Doreen, to Mexico last year, and uh, looks like we're going back. Uh, it, it's really exciting uh, to be partnering together. I know uh, when your when your husband was alive here, uh, me and him were just so so close, and so many times I mm-hmm. picked up the phone when something I I just didn't know what to do. I'd call Dan. And he would just had such wisdom. And like you said, he was direct to the point. This book, How to Live for God in Plain Language, we're going to make it available tonight for every listener. And I cannot encourage you enough. If you say, I I really don't understand the message of the cross for victorious living, we're going to give you an opportunity to get this book that will make it so clear. And you might already know it, but this book will be for you to give to your pastor or someone in your family. So we're going to make that available at the end of the broadcast tonight. But Doreen, before we launch into the amazing work of uh, what your husband, the incredible testimony of how he got saved, and then really looking at tonight how people are delivered, I want to just mention uh, you were with us in Erie, Pennsylvania. You worked with Jackie Hoffman in the junior power sessions and just give our listeners a little idea of what you did through the Joshua revolution conference and how you and Jackie worked together with the children. There It was such a, such a beautiful thing. It was an awesome time and we fit like a hand in glove. It was a great team. We had a great group of people and what we did is we just gave the word of God to the kids. And I'm going to tell parents out there and anyone who works with children. God did not write a children's Bible. God wrote one Bible for everybody. Don't baby the kids. You're not talking to their brain, their mind. You're talking to their spirit. And so give the word of God to them. God told us that we're to diligently teach this word to our children when they rise up when they sit down, when they walk by the way, and when they lie down. In other words, you speak the word of God to them, the Bible, day and night. The entrance of the word gives light. It's a lamp to their feet, a light to their path. And parents have let the ball down on that. They've they've just dropped the ball. And they think a half an hour in Sunday school will do it. No. It's your job. It's your responsibility. It's your honor and your privilege to teach this word diligently to your children. And when you give them the word of God, their spirits respond to it. The Lord God himself, Jesus Christ, he said, unless you're converted and become like a little child, you could by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. And he also said, let the little children come unto me for such is the kingdom of heaven. Because a child doesn't try to figure everything out. They just believe. And that's what we need to do. We need to just believe God, take him at his word. Don't try to figure it out. 
his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And as high as heaven is above the earth, so much higher are his ways than ours and his thoughts than ours. And we're not going to understand God because he is the creator. We are the create creation. We are the ones yes. who are created. We can't understand him. And his ways are supernatural. We are natural. So we got to do things God's way because the way of the Lord is right. The righteous walk in them and are glad, and God is right. And if we don't agree with them, we're wrong. Absolutely. Uh, Doreen Burrett from It Is Finished Ministries, our guest tonight, Cross-Eyed Radio. Doreen, I want to I want to go, uh, and, and let me just say before I move to your husband's testimony, uh, I just think you are an outstanding uh, Bible teacher for children and adults. And we, it was such an honor to have you working with us at the Christmas conference. We so hope it'll work out for you to be back uh, again this year. It was a tremendous time. And those kindergarten through fifth grade, every one of them that came and had their own services, what I was told is they don't, it didn't appear that one of them went away without receiving Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They got T-shirts, they sang songs, they went up in the balcony and were able to worship in the general sessions for a little time. And what, what an amazing place to bring your children to hear the word of God. Mark your calendars now, December 27th through the 29th. It's a weekend this year, which really works out well. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we're going to be in the Warner Theater in downtown Erie, Pennsylvania. The theme is called Jesus, no other name. Can't get a better theme than that. And we're hoping that every one of you will come with your family. Make it a camp meeting for your family and your church. All right, Sister Doreen, tonight I want to I want to begin with this verse and then I want you to share for a moment or so about how the Lord changed your family, your marriage. Uh, in this is a verse that I think of when I think of your husband and I think of the two of you in ministry together and now you continuing that legacy that your husband had with you. And it's in Romans chapter uh, one, and I want to read three verses. The 16th verse is really the verse I think of when I think of Brother Dan and yourself. But the verse says, I am a debtor, both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as, I, as is in me is I am ready to preach the gospel to you at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And having worked with you and your husband for just a few missions trips, we might, I think we did three together, and now me and you and the team here, uh, we've done a fourth trip, and we're planning a fifth trip, Lord willing, in the month of May. But when I think of Brother Dan Burrett, this verse, and it goes right along with you as well. He was not ashamed to preach the gospel. Everywhere he went, he shared it in such a, an energy, with such a love and such a directness towards people. No matter where we were, in a restaurant, at a gas station, on a plane, or right there on the mission field. But it wasn't always that way. There was a time when your husband was really in trouble Share about that transformation, how it all came about. Okay, yes, he enjoyed sin. There is pleasure in sin for a season, and he liked pleasure. <laughs> and some pleasure is sinful. There's things we enjoy 
that are sin. Stealing is a sin. Lying, taking drugs is a sin. Getting drunk is a sin. Fornication, any kind of sex outside of marriage, that's a sin. Right. You know, there's things that we do that we enjoy, but there's a holy God who determines what is sin and what isn't. And he's the judge, and he's the one we stand for. There is right and wrong. There is black and white. It's not all gray. It's not what we think. Because there's a way that seems right to a man that ends in death and destruction. Hmm. But the Lord has his way, and we got to do it his way because he's God. <laughs> so we got to make him God. But Dan didn't know him. He, he was raised. And in church, when he went to mass, it was in Latin. He never understood a word they said. His parents quit going when he was seven because they wanted to use birth control, and the church forbid it. So he wasn't raised knowing the things of the Lord. He believed, like most Americans back in that day, if you believe in God and Jesus, he was, you know, around enough in the media, in schools, for people to know facts about him. Mm. And so we both met. We were both unbelievers. I was a very religious church-going unbeliever. He was a non-church-going unbeliever. And so, anyway, I got saved before he did. Seek and search and found it. Thank the Lord after years of searching for something I didn't know. But Dan didn't want anything to do with it. He didn't want to hear anything about it. He would get very upset when I shared the gospel with him. And then will take you further than you want to go. It will cost you more than you can afford to pay, and it will keep you longer than you want to stay. Yes. Sin has a power to it. Hmm. And even when he didn't want to do some sins, when he transitioned from, you know, pot smoking to cocaine to crack, it took over. And it got a hold of him. It was killing, stealing, destroying. It was sucking the life out of him. Of course, it sucks out the finances, all that stuff. But even if you try to quit, you don't have that power. (laughs) Ask a lot of people who've tried to quit a lot of things. And so anyway, try to make the long story short, in 1993, I invited a family from church over for dinner. And after dinner, I went out in the kitchen. The woman was helping me with dishes and such. The kids went off to play, and the husband was talking to Dan. Hmm. And he basically told him, you think you got it going on. You got your home. You're a partner in a business that's doing great. You got your nice vehicles. You got your wife, your kids. You got all this stuff. But I'll tell you something. You're going to hell. You're Hmm. on your way to hell, buddy. Hmm. (laughs) He just laid it out for him he gave, and, him, he and gave I it don't to him right between the eyes said. what he did yeah i don't yeah i don't know what all he said about the gospel i'm sure he put it in there but the part dan heard was some guy in the house telling him he's going to hell and he was furious that night he's like i can't believe the nerve of that guy mm. come to my own house telling me i'm going to hell don't ever invite them over here again <laughs> <laughs> and yeah but he testified later he laid there that night thinking about it wow he's like that guy's a jerk he's an idiot i can't believe him but you know what god he's right (laughs) wow yeah there's no reason i should go to hell or no reason i should go to heaven for everything i've done Mm. 
And yeah, probably, I guess I will go to hell. And it just made him consider his ways. And the next morning, I got the kids, we went to church, and Dan was on his way to the golf course. And he hardly left the house before he just cried out to the Lord and said, he's right, all right, I want to get saved. And the Lord told him, okay, but no alcohol. Now, at that time, Dan actually, because we moved where we are now, and this was remote, back then there were no drugs here. Small town, everybody knew everybody. You couldn't get away with anything. Dan wanted to get off him. He was able to transfer his cocaine addiction because there wasn't any. And and he just transferred it to heavy drinking and just basically became a functioning alcoholic. And anyway, the Lord, it's funny because that's what he said. Okay, I'll save you, but no alcohol. So Dan quit drinking and he started going to church and his life changed. Mm. He told me on Wednesday, he got saved on that Sunday. On Wednesday, he came home. He's like, wow, I realized something today. I haven't sworn in three days. Yes. I mean, I'm a construction. You can't finish a sentence without swearing. But I just thought about it. And I haven't sworn in three days. Well, he didn't even know he wasn't doing it. God just cleaned up his mouth. And what happened to him, he missed his buddies. He missed the fellowship, the social stuff. And he just went back to the bar, drinking soda, preaching about Jesus. And when he did, the temptation just got him, and he went back to drinking. Tonight here on Crossside Radio, we are... So excited to hear the testimony and uh, all that God has done through the ministry of It Is Finished Ministry. Tonight, our guest, Doreen Burrett, the wife of evangelist Dan Burrett, who uh, was taken home to be with the Lord just a short time ago. But how long now has it been, Doreen, since Dan has been with the Lord? It's been three and a half years. Boy, it, it feels shorter than that, but maybe even sometimes longer. I don't know. But the Lord has given you such favor. I was in Mexico with Doreen last year and saw the love of the Mexican people for you, for your husband. And I want everyone to know this ministry is still going forward by the grace of God through the book that your husband wrote, uh, how to live for God in plain language. You're on radio stations. Your, 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 your husband's teachings are still being shown and uh, we're believing God for a great move in Mexico this year. So uh, be praying for It Is Finished Ministries. And you can support that ministry as well. Uh, Doreen, you have a website, right, where people can give to, right? Yes, right. it's yep. us. And one more time on that for everybody. us. U.S. All right. And so we're, we're, we're just so thankful to have you on tonight. You were talking about your husband's testimony where a man told him literally uh, he was going to go to hell if he didn't repent. He made that decision. He repented. And uh, tell us now what happened after his decision. So he started living for God. He quit drinking, 
started going to church, reading the Bible, doing all the things a Christian does, prayer meetings. We had prayer meetings every night at our church. He was a part of that. And although, um, actually, at that time, I think we didn't have them every night yet. That came a little later. Mm-hmm. But there was like the men's prayer meeting, and he'd always make sure he went to that. And he was just living the Christian life. And But as I said, he, he got missing his friends. He got, he was a, Dan was very social. He, he never met a stranger anywhere in the world. He made friends fast. He connected with people. He loved people. That was part of who he was. Right. So when he stepped out of the bar scene, he, 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 he got lonely. And so he went back to the bars to talk to his buddies and tell them about Jesus. And he did, and he mm. started, you know, he was drinking soda, telling, preaching to him. Trouble is, you put yourself in an environment that is full of temptation, then you're going to be overcome. And that's what happened. An mm. old sin's an easy sin. And that temptation got him just one glass of wine, and that's all it took. And it just sucked him right back in, and... In his own words, he'd say, I'd go out, I'd get drunk on Monday, I'd repent on Tuesday, go back to church on Wednesday, get drunk on Friday, repent on Saturday, go back to church on Sunday. And he just struggled with that. And then it it just started taking over more and more. And the, the elders of the church came and talked to him and told him, you can't have it both ways. One of, one of the members of the church, a, a new Christian, was a waitress in the restaurant that adjoined the bar. And so she would see him over there drinking and doing, you know, all the, the bar scene stuff. And she was confused. Like, wait a minute, he's in church Sunday, you know, singing and praising God. And he's in Bible study. And well, what's he doing? <laughs> you know, drinking and carousing and stuff at the bar. Mm. And so the elders came and talked to him and said, you need, to stop. You need to make a decision. You can't have it both ways. You can't serve the world and God. Right. If you continue, you know, we're going to have to put you out of the church. Hmm. And Dan, he just, he's like, I'm not going to let them put me out of the church. I'm, I'm not going anymore. And he just quit going. Hmm. Now, there is a difference between practicing sin and being overtaken in a trespass. He was fighting the sin. He wasn't just given over to it. Right. But you know, it was a struggle for him, and he did not have the power to overcome the alcohol. The alcohol was stronger than he was, and so that he just went back to the world and back to his drinking for for several months. And so I'm crying out to God and just <laughs> praying. My kids were praying for him because we'd all prayed so many years for him to get saved. We were so happy he did, and now he's right back where he was. <laughs> And so many, Doreen, that you're talking about your husband, but so many are listening tonight that are in that same problem. They don't want to sin. They don't want to be living like that. But the the whole, the grip of sin has taken uh, its toll on them. And that's why everyone listening tonight, what you're about to share, this is what Cross-Eyed Radio is all about. There is an answer not only to the sinner Uh, to be saved from hell, but there is an answer tonight to the struggling believer to be delivered from sin. Go, go right ahead. Yes. Yes. And so I just remember it, 
I don't want to get into all the details, but it happened at his office Christmas party. And, you know, he had champagne and he got drunk and things happened. And the Lord just put him at this crossroad of, of things that came to a head. And I remember I was walking out outside and I'm just crying out to the Lord, like, Lord, what is going on? What's happening? Like our world was turned upside down and the Lord showed me a vision and I saw myself standing by my slider door looking out and just crying out to God. And I heard myself praying and I said, Lord, don't, I don't care. Oh, this is what I told him. I said, don't worry about me. Whatever it takes to bring Dan back, do it. And so when the Lord showed me and I heard myself saying, don't worry about me, whatever it takes to bring him back, do it. I realized this is an answer to prayer and God is in this and God is doing something. And so the Lord used that to put him at a crossroads where he had to make a decision. Is it the Lord in his way or is it the world in the world's way? Which direction is he going to go? Is he going to go back to the world or is he going to go forward with the Lord? Right. And at that point, he just cried out and he just said, God, I can't do this. I can't do it. Help. And without the exact words, but but the implication was like, good. <laughs> Jesus already did it. Yes. You don't have to do it. And God took the desire away from him. And he walked the next 27 years with the Lord, never once had a desire for alcohol. Hallelujah. And then I'll tell you this one. It was 12 years into his salvation because it, it's the same type of thing. He hadn't thought about drugs, you know, it wasn't on his radar. He, he hadn't done them in those 12 years, but he was at a low point. He had a lot of oppression on him. He didn't know. I knew something was going on. He wasn't himself. I'm praying for him, fasting, just calling out to the Lord because I knew something wasn't right with him. And he, by then, the Lord had called him out of his partnership and started a company, Acts 2 Construction, Building Bridges for Jesus. And it was his own business, and it was used to support the gospel. That's before he was called into ministry. So we would support other gospel preachers and send the gospel around that way. But that was having mega struggles and, you know, on the brink of, you know, just collapse financial collapse and problems, etc. So he was at a low point in his life. He's down in the city. He's at a red light. And all of a sudden, this guy goes bebopping across the road in front of him. And a temptation hit him. And he thought, that guy either has drugs on him or he can get me drugs. And he knew from his years on the street, you know. And he thought, I should just go get high, forget everything. Mm. And he had money in his pocket, and he had this battle going on. All he had to do was roll down the window and say, hey, man, and the guy would get in the truck, and off they'd go, and he'd forget everything and forget his misery. But he remembered something. He remembered the message of the cross that he had been taught. He remembered that the Lord delivered him from this, and he just looked up to heaven right through his sunroof, and he said, Jesus you died for this. You delivered me 2,000 years ago. Right now I receive your deliverance. And he said, not only did the temptation leave, but a spirit left him. 
he felt that wow. weight go off his shoulders. He turned on his stereo, had some praise and worship music, and just started praising and worshiping God. And that oppressive spirit that was on him, that had been on him for a while, just left. Hmm. But it was by the power of the shed blood of the Lamb. Dan didn't fight the temptation. He fought the good fight of faith. And when he cried out to God, he received the deliverance that God had purchased 2,000 years ago. And, and let me throw one more out there. All the years I was married to Dan in the beginning, like when I met him, I smoked, he didn't. He had already quit. But then he went back to it. And then he would quit for six months, and he'd go back to it. And maybe he quit for a year and go back to it. Maybe he quit for a month and go back to it. But he always went back to it. And nicotine's a hard, <laughs> a hard addiction to break. Hmm. And I had quit smoking. It turned out when I quit, I was two weeks pregnant, didn't know it yet. Once I found out I was pregnant, that gave me the incentive to stay quit. I just said, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm never going to start smoking again because I don't ever want to quit again because this is so hard. But then I found out I had a baby. It's like, okay, I'm quitting. But I always had, I had a lot of desires in the beginning. And then as time went by, they became less and less. And maybe once a year, once every couple of years, then I would just still get a fleeting desire for a cigarette. Well, after Dan got saved, he just asked the Lord to take his cigarettes away. And one day he said, what am I smoking for? I don't even want this. I don't even like it. I haven't even liked it for a while. I think God delivered me, and I didn't even know, and he just threw them out, and he never had one again. He never wanted them. He didn't withdraw. He didn't, and I had this light bulb go off, and I just said, God, I quit in my own willpower. Before I knew you, I quit smoking, and I still get a temptation every once in a while, a little desire. I said, right now, I received the deliverance that you paid for 2,000 years ago on that cross. And I'm receiving your deliverance. And that was 30 years ago. I never in all those years have ever had another desire for a cigarette since then. Because it wasn't my power. It was the power of the shed blood of the lamb. And it was broken. It wasn't me doing it. It was the Lord doing it. And it's already done. And we can receive that deliverance. It is finished. It is paid for. The work is completed. And that deliverance and that victory is there. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't have to be bound by sin. Amen. We just have to be connected by faith to the Lord. Amen. Uh, Doreen Bird is our guest tonight here on Crossside Radio. Doreen, you made a statement that I think is so powerful and so important for everyone to know. You said, Brother Dan, your husband, he didn't fight the sin. He fought the good fight of faith. Break that down a little bit for our listener tonight what that means we are not to fight sin there's nowhere in the bible that tells us that we are to fight sin we're not to fight temptation the lord said pray lead us not into temptation you know for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory and in the book of romans that we were just in the bible says sin will not have dominion over you for you're not under law but under grace Law is our strength. Law is us doing it. Law is our willpower. It's us, whatever laws, whether it's the law of God or our own laws that we make, it's putting our faith in what we do. That's law. Grace is the divine influence of God reflected in our life. It's unearned 
unmerited, undeserved. Mm. We, we did nothing to get it. It's freely given to us. So when we're under God's grace, it's his power, it's his strength, and he does the work. And here's the thing. Our job is to believe. They came to Jesus when he was on earth. And they're, they're going to write their list, and they said, what must we do to work the works of God? And they're ready to take down a long list, and they're going to go gut it out for God and do it. But Jesus answered them and said, this is the work, singular, not works. Mm. This is the work of God, that you believe in the one whom he sent. So our work is to believe. We are called believers. That is our job. That is what we are called to do, the just shall live by faith, we're justified, just as if we never sinned, declared innocent, not guilty, because Jesus lived a perfect life in our place, and then he took the penalty of our sin on his body, wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement or punishment of our peace was put on him, and God put on him the iniquity of us all. Iniquity is law-breaking. Transgression means a rebellion or a revolt. So he's talking about, and, and sin means falling short and missing the mark. Like you didn't hit it. You missed the bullseye. You weren't good enough. And it's not about our good. It's about our bad. We're not good enough. We're too bad. We sinned. We lied. We stole. We coveted. We disobeyed our parents. We didn't honor God. We did sin. And so sin can't go to heaven. So we're in a mess. And so the Lord <clears throat> defeated all of that. He paid the penalty of that. And that verse that you said in the beginning, when you were reading out of Romans 1, when you got to verse 16, which you said was the one you wanted to focus on, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. Yes. The gospel is the sacrifice of God's Son. That is the good news, that he took our penalty. Christ crucified is the power of God. It's the wisdom of God, and it's a, said it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. And our condition is belief. But when you look up that word salvation, soteria, and, and you look it up in the Greek, it's more than just being saved from hell. Yes, it's right. talking about one of the definitions is deliverance. So we're delivered. We're delivered from that power of sin. We're delivered from the powers of darkness, from the world and all its system, the flesh, all our weakness of our flesh, and the devil and all his temptations. It's preservation mm. that God will preserve us. He who began the good work in us, he will be faithful to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. It's his job. It's not our job. Our job is to believe, and when we believe, then God does his job. The God of peace himself sanctifies us. He sets us apart, helps us to live holy, conforms us to the image of Christ, body, soul, mind, and spirit. And he who called you is faithful, who also will do it. Will do it. When we try to do God's job, it's an ugly mess. But if we let him do it, he can do it. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He preserves us. He keeps us from stumbling, presents us faultless before the throne. It says we're delivered from the molestation of our enemies. That's all the demons. And it says 
this is going back to that word about salvation. Mm-hmm. And you were saved from the penalty of sin. We're saved from the power of sin, the presence, and the pleasure of sin. Now, well, I don't know if I agree with the pleasure. That was that was a quote from somebody. Sin well, still well, has pleasure. But, yeah, but sin, sin has a has a. What does the Bible said? It, it has a kick to it for a season, but then the kick back is just so much worse than any pleasure. The Bible says uh, sin has pleasure for a season, but it's short lived. I want to go back mm-hmm. to that. Uh, we're we're running a little short here on time, but I want to go back to the verse that you gave, and I love what you were saying that our job is to believe and let God do His job, which is to deliver us. And the, you quoted. Uh, John chapter six, for those listening at home, verse 28, I'm going to read it and then give the notes to it from the expositor study Bible. So the notes or the scripture says, then said they unto him, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? The notes say they wanted to do the work of God when in reality, most of them did not even know God. This was because of erroneous leadership. And then verse 29, which is just so important for the listener tonight. Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God. And that is not works, but this is the work of God that you believe on him whom he has sent. And the notes say it offends the self-righteous to tell them that without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hebrews eleven six. the great work that God requires of you tonight is faith in his beloved son, whom he has sent, otherwise works, however pious, are dead works. So Doreen, going back to what you said, it is our job as a believer to believe. Believe what? Believe in the finished work of the cross for our salvation, for our the penalty of sin has been paid for, and the power of sin has been broken. So our job is to believe, and then God does his job to deliver us from the power of sin. I love that, uh, that phrase, just do your job. And our job is to believe. And don't do God's job. And don't do God's job. And we try that all the time, don't we? Yes. Yes. And then Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. And then he he said, said, he said, um, Oh, we have this trust toward God through Christ. Not that we're sufficient of ourselves as to think of anything as being from ourselves, but all of our sufficiency is from Christ. So, And what's your reference on that for our listeners? That is... That was a great verse. Oh, 1 Corinthians, is it 3, 4? You know, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. We'll look it up for him. Or it might be 2 Corinthians. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, our sufficiency is in Christ and Christ alone not in our ability to defeat the powers of darkness. You are no match for the devil, but the devil is no match for the might and power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Doreen, tonight we're running towards the end of this broadcast, but I know there's somebody listening tonight that is in that boat that your husband once was in, you know, is saved but struggling, keep going back and forth. And tonight they can be delivered exactly the way you've explained it, the way Dan was delivered by looking up and and crying out and saying, God, you finished that work on the cross. You did that work so that I could be free. And I believe that spirit that has a hold of a lot of people tonight 
can be broken. And so tonight, if you want to be delivered, you want to be, there might be people listening tonight, you're not even saved, you're not born again. But then there's a whole host of people listening that are struggling in sin. Doreen, can you lead them in a deliverance, a prayer of deliverance tonight? Yes, and I will say this, and if you aren't struggling with sin and you're saved, then ask God to to touch you and take that desire away and change your heart because or or if you prayed a sinner's prayer and nothing happened and, and you're still the same, pray it again because if any man's in Christ, they're a new creation, old things pass away, all things become new, and God does change our desires. And he gives us a desire to live right before him. But Amen. here's the thing. He set you free 2,000 years ago. The debt is paid. The work is finished. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. You're, you're weary from trying to do it yourself. It's a burden on you. He said, I will give you rest. Come and learn of me. Jesus said, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Take my yoke upon me. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And a yoke is something that connected to work animals as they work together. Well, Jesus wants to connect with you. He wants to do this job. He wants to finish this job. He wants to do the work. If you're connected to him and yoked and hooked up with him, He's going to do this. Amen. Amen. We've got about 60 seconds. So if you could lead in prayer oh, during. Give yep. up. Let Jesus take over. Just right now. Say, Father, <laughs> I recognize that I've been trying to do your job. And I'm sorry. And I just ask you, Father God, right now to take over. I'm receiving your deliverance that you paid for 2,000 years ago. I believe you defeated this sin. And I quit trying. And I'm trusting because it is finished, and you give me the victory. And, Lord, for those who've never gotten saved right now, Father, you yes. paid for this sin by the blood of your Son, and I'm taking my faith off me. I'm receiving Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, wash them away, be my Lord, be my Savior, come into my life and change me. And according to your word, I'm saved. My sins are gone, and I am your child. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Finish this work and make me what you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. In, in Jesus' name, and for everyone that prayed with Sister Doreen tonight, we want to make available to you that book, How to Live for God in Plain Language. The number to call tonight, 716-229-8000. Up in Canada, one 444 2920. Go to your phone now. We're going to send it to you. Doreen, thanks for being with you. We love you. That verse again was 2 Corinthians 3 5. Your sufficiency is in Christ and Christ alone. God bless you. Have a great week. Call, go to your phone now. Operators are waiting. God bless. You have been listening to Crosside, a radio talk show sponsored by Joshua Revolution. If Crosside has been a blessing to you, please let us know by sending a testimony of how the program has helped you. If you would like to support Crosside financially, you can send financial gifts to Joshua Revolution, P.O. Box 923, Grand Island, New York, 14072, or go online to joshuarevolution.org. 
We thank you for your help and prayers. And remember to tune in next week at 9.30 p.m. for Cross-Eyed, a radio show proclaiming the message of the cross.